You sound buttery. It's me, Stormtroopers. Hey, everybody. Howdy. <laughs> so this is the uh, first podcast of 2022. Yes, we finally got back together after the new year happened eight days ago. We're talking about a play that Mark was in tonight. I didn't and love. I didn't love the, the way that scene was written. Dude, to be there was honest. no setup, so it's like just some guy getting pissed off at you for being a writer. Yeah. So you're you're this recluse writer guy. That's a character, and his brother comes over, who's semi-successful. He owns a pizzeria in Coney Island or some shit. Right. And he comes to bust on his brother, like, why the hell weren't you at Dad's funeral? And then Mark's character's like, dude, what? He's like the man from. Uh, I'm gonna go on my he, own. He was job. like the dude. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's oh, yeah. your your character yeah. was like the dude. Absolutely. But uh, what do you want, Ben? You need like a knife or something. But the it's first not a knife. That's that's a key. Well, a key is key and knife. Same thing. Monkeys don't. Monkey see monkey do. See monkeys. But anyway, yeah. So uh, he had his acting debut tonight, and Ben and I, as supportive colleagues, went out and checked it out. Yeah, really cool. Really fun. First showcase. I wasn't really nervous. My scene partner for the first scene was nervous, where we were buying a couch. But, uh, sofa. You know, couch. Sofa. Ben. Sofa is for sissies. <laughs> <laughs> but it is very different from being on stage playing music. Yeah. Because I feel much more confident in my abilities to play drums than I do my acting abilities. Yeah, well, you can hide behind a drum set. I was set. about to say, you can yeah. hide behind a drum set. <laughs> that too. Uh, now you're out in the forefront. But here we are. We find ourselves in 2022. And tonight's show is going to consist of our top 10 favorite things on Dude, uh, wait, wait, 2021. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, uh, we're not wait. doing a list. What? Remember? You said no, no list, list, none of that shit. And I, was I know. Like, I, I'm just kidding. I don't want to do any of that list shit. Yeah. I don't good. care what your top, my top, anybody's top shit. thing was. Who cares? What I do want to talk about, though, mm-hmm. is, is what? we have in store what do we have planned for 2022 as a podcast oh and as individuals like what are we what are we looking to do to get done this year well obviously everybody wants to get done this year at least once mm. Please, well, <laughs> cross that check that one off i did that to yourself but yes then you have to have someone else with you no or it doesn't count it always counts God is watching. Oh, ew. Hi, this is God. Ben, cut it out. <laughs> that was in the movie. <laughs> it's intimacy. Real genius. Uh. And they got this guy, and they snuck into his room. Uh, they knocked him out first. And they snuck into the room. And they put receivers on his braces. And they started speaking, so he thought he was listening to God. So they were talking all of this. And he was just like, God, if this is really you, prove it. He goes, okay, stop playing with yourself. And he goes, oh, it really is God. (laughs) (laughs) So, speaking of God. Thank you. You're welcome. Very good, Ben. Very good. Yeah, Ben. We're going to edit that one out, too. (laughs) The greatest hits of Ben Sandoval. Ben's first joke of 2022. Cricket? We will point out out the firsts on the show. Oh, yeah. We have to get a cricket sound effect. I'm not sure what all the buttons do yet because my brother, George, hit them at the same time. Multiple buttons, so. Yeah. It had to be programmable. I think we should go through them right now. We know this one. The rim shot. 
That's what we should have played after Ben's last story. <laughs> Thank you. That's Thank what you, you should have played. Always a false applause. Damn, you're so good. Damn, yeah. Oh, like my so wife good. says, that's pretty long. That's a really, a really long one. <laughs> oh, you stop it. Yeah, you have to. That one you have to, to stop. stop. Wow. What is the yeah. other one? Well, this this is the one that uh, that I heard tonight when I took my <laughs> Dan reached over when I took my button. bow. I got, his... I got I got a, a little pop there from the crowd. Yeah. 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 That's the one that George, George was in kept, love with. Yeah. Hey, going. I don't remember hearing that one. I don't hear that one at all. Yeah. Hello. Stud like to the <laughs> warm sounds of my love making. <laughs> How does it become a warm sound? Oh, I know why it's warm. How's <laughs> a monkey, Ben? <laughs> so here we are playing with technology, and we might have outpaced ourselves with this board here. Yeah, it might be a little too much for us. So Mark had his acting debut, and we gave him the uh, ceremonial potato. Thank you. You're welcome. It's not an Oscar, but it's a potato. It's an award that you can eat. So I became a couch potato. Yes. So in one scene that we were Selfless talking about thought. before, where he plays the reclusive, druggy, drunk writer, they didn't do a good setup. You know, when you're making a scene, you have to let the audience know what's kind of going on if you're going to start off Give him a little premise, like, all right, in this scene, we have a, a guy who just lost his father, and this is taking place the day of the funeral. Okay, great. Nice setup. Well, let's that's go. That's all laid out in the scene, Dan. Yeah, that's why I think the scene is supposed to do that. What but I really wanted to do is walk out, is, <laughs> is have them say, just pay full price for your tickets. <laughs> I want to refund. I, full price. I don't know what happened. <laughs> and some sense. And I wanted to say this next scene is called Blah, starring Mark Zapata and whoever else. Mm -hmm. That's what I really Linda want. Linda Lovelace. So, so you wanted way, like a master of ceremonies type of person just to come so, out yeah, and yeah, introduce every scene. Roll it okay. along and give people like, you know. Especially since one scene wasn't there. And the way, yeah. you know. The program was written. You follow they, yeah, along. Some, I guess, uh, didn't make the... The night, I guess. They yeah, were our, well, our show was ravaged by Omicron. So we had a few people that had I tested positive. Omicron. <laughs> or, or had people in their households test positive so yeah. that they couldn't make it. So we had a few people drop out. And it would have been a really great show because the people that weren't there were really good and their scenes were really good. Mm -hmm. um, I think overall it was really cool anyway and it was really fun. But we definitely did miss those, those few people that couldn't yeah. make it. Yeah. Well, that was... Good thing to see you branching out and doing something new. It takes a lot of courage to do different things. Thank you. And that was very good. So we'd give you applause. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And it's great to see you guys branching out. We actually left becoming... our homes on a Sunday night. Well, mm -hmm. branching out to become fucking theater critics. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? With all your fucking <laughs> you feedback and input. <laughs>
I'm here's a drummer. How the, here's how the show could have been better. I'm a drummer. We needed, we <laughs> needed everything explained Mark, to us. Did you write we didn't your, know anything. Did you write your lines on your arm? <laughs> Does the other arm say actor? <laughs> He's got a tattoo on one arm that says drummer. Now the other one says actor. actor. And then it's crossed out and says question mark. <laughs> it's going to say actor on my other arm. It's going to say podcaster, entrepreneur, oh. voice artist. Dreamer. I'm going to get one of those. Microphones tattooed on awesome? my arm, <laughs> coming out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. You know how many? You know how many voiceover artists probably have that tattooed somewhere on their body? I don't know. I, I just like it. We're looking at a gigantic microphone. It's made of metal. It's made of metal. Is that made of metal? Really? Yes. Yes. Oh, all right. That's it's cool. Sick, Ben's gonna take a picture of it so he could uh, share it. It's an old timey big boxy yeah, type of. Yeah, those mic. are awesome. I wanted to get those for us. Mm-hmm. Just. For the look, but yeah, yeah, I can't afford it because I'm the only one pumping money into this freaking endeavor. Here we mm. go. Except for Ben, who well, you have Ben you buys have, his own equipment. Yeah, <laughs> you have the financial people, and then you have the talent. So mm-hmm. well, I'm both. We are the talent, and you're the financial <laughs> no, person, dude. obviously. Dude, I carry this show. So. <laughs> For those out there listening to the show, we might surprise you. Yeah. How? This year. How the are we going to surprise people, Mark? The show is evolving. Mm. It's growing. Like, we were lower forms of primates, and we're getting, like, as Darwin would say, progressing and evolving to a higher form. Mm. Yes, exactly. But then, the podcast will evolve to a higher form. Exactly. But then, along the way, the weak, the stupid... They don't go to the next level. Right. So we'll be looking for someone to take Ben's place eventually, <laughs> right? Everybody's saying, everybody say your goodbyes to Ben now. Just leave a pile of bananas, some oranges. Before, be he, before he becomes the tail or that extinct. is no longer needed. <laughs> ben, you're extinct. Hello, yeah, Ben. This yeah, is God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benji, wake up. It's or that, God. Or that organ that is needed to do certain things and then... The life form doesn't need it anymore. Well, it you know, shrivels up. Ben's that life form that has disposable thumbs. <laughs> Dude, that was, that was so funny. In the prior podcast, Ben goes, "Oh yeah, what are you doing? He needs disposable thumbs." <laughs> I just smacked Ben's phone out of his hand to make him pay attention. But pay attention. <laughs> the uh, the biggest problem I see with the podcast right now at this moment, yeah, is that I'm not drinking it. Yeah, we're not drinking. We're not well, drinking. Whose anything. fault is that? No, I brought some Your wine. Your finance in. guy, and he's not financing right, right. the alcohol. I'm just fine. Uh, the guy who, you know, the guy who's supposedly running the show. Uh, I'm the backbone. I'm the guts. I'm the backbone. I'm the frame. I'm the man. You are lame. Just remember that, Ben. Oh, that was a rhyme. That's right. Dan is the tailbone of the podcast. That's right. It wags <laughs> its tail in ecstasy. Hello. I, th- I thought we were breaking out the beer bowl tonight. Yeah. Call okay. Me crazy. You are crazy, but yeah, all right. That's why I brought two separate sets of cups. Okay. One set of cups for wine, and that's my phone yep. interfering with the yep. signal. Sorry, folks. Yep. One separate set of cups for wine and the other one for beer. So let me go over to the Hidden Bunker beer cellar and yes. get the beer ball bomb. Mm, Boy. That's right, the beer Boy. ball bomb. The beer ball bomb. Here, I'll, I'll be back. Let the boys entertain you with a song like and dance. Kind of. So the podcast will be evolving, changing. We're actually more intelligent than you might have guessed based on 
based on whatever the previous Stand 13 episodes. Stand about yourself. <laughs> and uh, we're going to try to prove that this year. Not only is the production quality going to go up, which I think it has already. Mm. I don't know how to do it. Thanks to our financier, <laughs> Dan. That's Does got it a built-in. A... No, it's a built-in thingy, I think. But so we have a Christmas ale beer bowl. Oh, you got to get a picture of that. Breckenridge Brewery fine ales and lagers. Spin it around. Oh, it's here. It's here, Dan. Down here. That might. We might just not need to open that up for air. Yeah, I'm just ready. Turn tap in direction. All right, move, move out of the way, Dan. Move your fucking hands. Okay. Okay, dead air. Okay, so I guess Breckenridge okay. Brewery, fine ales and lagers. This this thing you probably have to pop. I don't know that I would do that near the board Just if you're not case. completely sure what you're doing. Ben, YouTube it. Want me to do it? Hey Ben, oh, you yeah. should. Yeah, let's videotape Ben opening his beer bowl. Ben, you should do it because it's not a computer. Yeah. <laughs> you, could pro you probably know how to work that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're gonna have to videotape this. Hold on. Ow. I got it. See a cash refund. You only get five cents back. Yeah, Ben. It's one can. Just watch the board here. You know, let's put the Kevlar vest on the board so it doesn't blow up. Ben, horizontal means like flat. Arrow down here, douche. That's oh, the, the fucking thing. Track. He's already. It's the other way around. He's God already stopped damn. in his tracks by the words horizontal and position. And directions. He's already <laughs> stumped. <laughs> He's stumped. He's stumped. Okay, so He's stumped. He's stumped. His real name's Ben. Arrow to the horizontal position. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the horizontal position on the stabilizer. Ben, the ben, problem, the like issue is. Plane, you know, it's. <laughs> He's like running. Ben, get a cup to put underneath oh, it. Yeah, you have to be smarter than the beer ball. <laughs> the beer ball challenge. Beer Am I That's smarter a than a beer ball? <laughs> pull out. <laughs> pull out. <laughs> oh, he's pull already out. lost. You have to practice coitus interruptus. Pull out, tap until it stops. So pull out, tap until it stops. Keep the oh, cup okay. there. All right, now go. you're getting there, Ben. Um, cool. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Ben's gonna wrap his lips around. Press the button to dispense. Slowly turn air release when beer flow diminishes. Oh, so okay, turn so it. Should be... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're such a dick. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, the light went on. Oh my god, the light switch is possessed. Oh. oh, oh. Easy there, Casamocos. Slowly, wait, wait, wait. Slowly turn air release when beer flow diminishes. How do, which way do you turn it? Read directions. It's all the directions. There's even there's even pictures oh, on the little, top of this yeah. beer ball. He's going to break it. What a fucking buffoon. Boom. And he's still. <laughs> <laughs> he jumped. Oh, okay. Ben Sandoval, bomb squad. That's what she said. It's coming out. You're filling your cup, Ben. Stop. Benny, what the hell? Jesus. Here, fill this one up, baboon. I mean, babu. Since you're an expert at it, go ahead. Fill them all up. Wow. Is your hair getting in the way of your brain? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lobotomy. 
A brain transplant. Oh, wow. Ew, oh, no, you shit. shed your freaking dandruff in that beer. I ain't drinking that shit. That's Ben's beer. <laughs> That's Ben's dandruff brew. <laughs> Here, I'll go put this over by Ben's you. greasy dandruff brew. Mmm, dandruff. dandruff brew. This beer wow. better not suck. It smells like beer. <laughs> and I'm not talking about Ben's shoes. I'm talking about the beer. Well, hopefully it's better than the, the tap beer I had at this bar I was at watching the Steelers game today. It was disgusting. Thank oh, you. what? The Steelers were disgusting? Well, that kind of too, but the yeah, beer but was dude, all... dude, they won. They won. Yeah, listen, don't have to be pretty all the time. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm right. cursed because I am pretty all the time. Pretty funny. pretty all the time. Pretty all the time. Pretty okay, all the time. So, folks, right now I'm videotaping the bunker, and we have installed a brand new bar. So, Ben's sitting by the bar at the bunker. And I'm going to put up some video of the top of this beer ball. And anybody that would like to comment on how fucking easy it should be to open this thing. <laughs> Was feel that free. you snorting, Ben? Yeah. Feel free. And then we can, <laughs> then you can compare your experience to the video of Ben trying to open this beer ball like a monkey trying to fuck a football. <laughs> and, you wonder, and you wonder why I call people like half a baboon. Well... <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's funny. Okay, let's well, try this. Try it. That's yeah. not something that you would have been able to do unless you had to, disposable to thumbs. <laughs> okay. It smells like beer. Well, tastes like beer. Good thing I didn't eat it. It's uh, it's mostly interference again. Oh, that's my phone now. Yeah. Fuck. And Dan's phone. It's it's uh, mostly foam. Thank mm. you, Ben. Yeah. Thanks, Ben. Ben failed, and uh, he failed out of the uh, bartending school. That he attended when he was 19. And he was looking for a new career. So let's get, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this. Okay. All right? Like, I feel like this is a, a, a really unique year because now we're coming out of, like, two years of this crazy fucking virus shit. Right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people, maybe, if they're lucky... And survived, right? Maybe emerging from their cocoons, if you will, right? I mean, people are locking down. Mm -hmm. People are stuck in their homes. They're thinking. They're they're planning. They're trying to learn new things. They're, you know, just just trying to evolve. You know, like we talked about with the podcast. And people have gone through a lot of shit. Yep. And the kind of shit that we went through with all of this virus and the lockdown and people dying and getting sick and all of this shit and losing loved ones and friends. That's the kind of shit that's supposed to make us stronger, right? Mm -hmm. That's supposed. That's the shit that, you know, what doesn't kill us only makes us stronger. So I think this is a great opportunity for a lot of people to either find a new direction in life, find that strength that maybe they didn't know they had before, and evaluate. Because I think a lot of people are sitting at home thinking, like, where where is my life going? What am I doing? Well, you, that's a great point because you look at the big complaint now is a labor shortage but we have tons of jobs yeah but dude these are jobs that sucked right and after people were away from that job and they examine their lives and they're like what the hell am i doing i'm getting treated like shit making right. no money mm -hmm. so it's an awakening in that you are something and you're not to be uh marginalized because of your education status or skill status because you can't make tons of money 
but you have to take people's abuse or get underpaid for your labor. And then people realize that's no way to live. I don't want to live like that anymore. And that's, that's part of it because a lot of people were very introspective because, you know, life, death, that's all you heard about every day. Mm-hmm. That's right. Somebody dying. And, and the quality of life went down because now you're just stuck in your house. And you had time to really think about things because you don't have the uh, commute into work. You couldn't get to work. Or if you could, it was a hybrid kind of thing where you were working from home one week and then going in. Personally, you know, I came to the realization I hated what I did. I knew this before I took that job. Again, insurance, which sucks. I hated it. And I did it for 20-something years. And then I went in a different direction. And then I changed after that and went back to insurance. And then I was like, you know, what the hell was I thinking? Different outcome? No, it was the same crap. And it got worse, you know. So as a result of COVID, you kind of reevaluate where you are in your life, what makes you happy. That's why this is one of the reasons why we do this, because mm-hmm. after that, mm-hmm. I mean, what mm-hmm. else is there? Right. You know, you have to make the, the most of your time. So we just lost somebody recently, uh, a good friend, Marcello, who played drums with me and Ben and, and my brother, Al, and Steve Rocco. And, you know, it's sad, young guy, but here today, gone tomorrow type thing. It makes you think about things. And that was the whole, I guess, the whole point I was making with the last two years a lot of people reevaluate where they are in their life, where they want to go, what they want to do. And simply, I just want to be happy. Right. I don't have forever, but why should I live in misery? Because this is what fate has dictated for me, so I have to accept it. No, absolutely not. As long as you're alive, you have the opportunity to change things. And yourself. You know, you may not be the most famous podcaster or whatever you are, but you try it. It's fun. And you enjoy that time playing in a band. We're not going to play Madison Square Garden, but we're playing out. It's fun. That's what it is. That's life. We're drinking, enjoying the wine, Mm -hmm. the company, the conversation, you know, and we hope we're entertaining or at least you can laugh at that, you know. We 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 probably <laughs> never talked to each other this much. No, no, we've I'm known each other for yeah, like whatever. a thousand years. But as men are, we hey, what's up? Oh, that's cool. Let's drink. Yay! That girl's hot. That's it. <laughs> that's as far. That's as deep as you get. But now we're talking about life, the universe, and all things great and small. So it's but changed like, everybody. Like you were saying, you know, you you get a break from everything, and then you you reevaluate. Like you get off the hamster wheel, you know, for a little while, and, or and the gerbil tunnel into Ben's ass. Right. And then you look around <laughs> and you say, wow, it uh, doesn't have to be so dark and stinky in here. I can, <laughs> I can light a match and blow myself out of here. I can go a different direction. And, yeah, you know. exit, stage left, boom. I'm putting lighting in. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're putting in lighting? <laughs> what? He's putting in lighting in his <laughs> asshole so that the gerbils can see where they're going. It's about time, and, and the gerbils rejoice. Gerbils? Gerbils. 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 In the spirit of Lemmy Winks. <laughs> it's Benji Winks. <laughs> Benji Winks, the magical gerbil. That's Ben's idea of a cleanse. <laughs> he eats cheese for a month. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, before uh, before we went to go see Mark, I stopped off at Ben's house, and his wonderful wife, Vicky, was telling me a story about, you know, some of the things she saw in the emergency room and how she tried to keep it clean, but it always goes back to, you know, the gerbil stories and mm-hmm. stuff. Oof. So you think that Ben's 
joking. He's not. This actually did happen to some guy. You know, he was eating a lot of cheese so he could support the gerbil for more time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a new year. Okay. Fire that joke writer. <laughs> but how do you how do you feel like the last two years have changed you, Dan, in particular? In particular, hmm, you get a better appreciation of your family. You kind of reconnect with them. I know them better than I ever have before because I actually was a part of their life, not just sitting down at the dinner table and having, well, the conversation, what happened today? Nothing. How was school? Good. What are you going to do later? I don't know. More in depth because when you're in that situation where everybody's going through the same thing and you question life in the direction of this or that, you have some pretty good conversations and you get to know your kids and your significant other. And in Mark's case, Ben's wife. Anyway, <laughs> no, seriously, though. So you kind of appreciate them more and not the things in your life, but the people. It sounds so cliche, but it's true. You know, even the animals in your life, your pets. You know? So to answer your question, a lot of uh, introspection. And, you know, I'm living to be happy. And I'm not living to, you know, going to work to to um, earn a living. I'm just going there to get money so I can live my life. <laughs> right. You know? So I'm past that whole career bullshit, you know. I, I know a lot of people are very successful, and God bless them. And some people love what they do. Well, good for you. That's great. Some people say, I never worked a day in my life, and I wish I was that guy, but I'm not. I worked a lot of days <laughs> in my life for shitty jobs that suck. Sure. But you had to, you know, I had no choice because I made my own decisions that led me to where I was, you know, uh, divorced, you have child support. You can't just say, well, I'm going to stop everything and drop my career and change and go back to zero. You can't. So you have to, this is what you're doing. So you have to keep going in that field. And as a result, you get promotions, you do this and that, but you're miserable because you hate your job. Right. You know, being a creative person, it's stifling. There's no outlet. Absolutely. So, and you guys know, because you're creative, you know, you have that outlet, writing music, playing, whatever. You're going into acting. Ben, he's always been involved in acting in school, high school. He did mm -hmm. that. You know, you have that personality, the artistic thing. Acting like music. a douche. Well, it's not an act. <laughs> <laughs> I am not an actor. But anyway, yeah, so to sum it up, two years have been very eye-opening. Uh, you kind of take your friends for granted because you get so involved in your life. But then in that period of time, your friends are everything because you haven't seen them in so long that you're mm -hmm. kind of like, holy shit, I miss having everybody over. Just goofing around, having a drink, mm -hmm. you know. And that that's what opens your eyes. And then when you see your friends dying, now it's really hard to come to grips with that because you, the thing is you realize your own mortality. Because in my head, I'm still like 17 years old. Oh, what am I going to do when I grow up one day? Oh, I'll do that that day. Oh, in the future. The future's now. You know, that's the realization. That's what the right. whole thing right there. The future is now. You don't have the luxury of time. And I don't want to sound like, you know, doom and gloom, but I'm just saying that seeing people die around you, that whole thing. And I was involved in an industry, the Catholic death machine, you know, I worked for a cemetery at the time during the height of COVID, and I saw what happened and how people reacted and how it was just an amazingly awful experience. So um, I came away 
with a better perspective of my life, myself, what I wanted. And truly, you know, you're only here for a limited amount of time. And we are all mortal, you know, we're not immortal. In our own heads, yeah. Me, I've had uh, issues. I had a quintuple bypass. I survived that. It's like, all right, what, what's next? Come on, I could take it, you know? But but you look like shit now. Thanks. Yeah. Here's a secret. You look like shit before. <laughs> it makes you sit and go, what am I doing with my life? Am I truly happy? Can I be happier? What mm-hmm. would I rather be doing? Because now's the time to fucking do it, man. Well, at this point in our lives, our kids are grown up. Mm-hmm. We don't have that, oh, we have to be there for them to go to school, do this, that, the other I thing. Do. Well, Ben. Yeah, Ben's still Ben's the Tony that. Randall of the group. You know, <laughs> I'm 70 and I just had a kid. <laughs> oh, he's going to have more kids, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't he have his eggs tied, yeah, tubes I have tied? My, I have my tubes tied. Oh, you had your tubes tied. Yeah, oh, yeah. Tubes tied. He froze some of his eggs before that. Right. They're little brown eggs. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that yeah. was a disturbing procedure. Yes. Okay, moving right along. Yeah, so you got my perspective. How about you, Mark? How about you, Ben? So, <clears> okay, my... Mark, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Screw you! I'm getting more beer. I don't I'm even like beer. Well, I'm really glad that um, you know you started talking about doing a podcast before the pandemic happened. Before podcasts exist. Shut the fuck it... up, Ben, and pour my beer. <laughs> Holy Christ! Here's Ben, gentle Ben. Oh! <laughs> He's afraid of the bottle. I mean the can. Why? What big can you have? <laughs> so the beer ball. I'll just a quick story. When we were in high school, around Christmas, we'd grab a beer ball and drive around to everybody's house on Christmas Eve and say hello, and we were wrecked. I mean, that beer ball was gone. And we'd go to people's houses, and they'd give us beers or drinks, and it was great. Yeah, I will say Breckenridge Brewery, Fine Ales, and Lagers. Ben just poured us around. Good man. So what do you guys think of the beer? Not I bad. I think it's good. It's okay. Yeah, it's not bad. Mm, it's not I mean, bad. it serves its purpose. I'm not going to go out and buy a ton of these, but... I will say it's probably my favorite Christmas ale because we did that Christmas uh, mm-hmm. beer mm-hmm. taste test. I didn't like any of those Christmas beers. They were too sweet or too... Oh, sugar one was okay. This Dude, is they, pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. It tastes like a beer. Dude, I brought that sugar, the sugar cookie one home, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and I popped it open, and I took one sip, and I poured it down. <laughs> yeah, gross, I took like man. three sips. I was like, oh, yeah. It oh. was gross. You were going to say something? No, I was just saying that, you know, you wanted to do the podcast before COVID hit. Uh-huh. And then... Um, you guys blew me off? Mm. And then, I don't know, I guess we just never did it. And then I tried it because I heard about this app that you can use that will do everything for you. All you have mm-hmm. to do is record to it. And um, so I started doing that. I did a couple of those on my own. And uh, and once I kind of got the hang of it, I said to you, Dan, I said, well, let's do this podcast thing. You know, let's all three of us sit down because I mm-hmm. had an idea of how to upload once we recorded and everything like that. So I said, okay, this is a good place to start. And it's been super fun, you know. Yeah. And uh, between this and Uncle Mark's football show with Justin, uh, and don't which forget is on the our same sponsor, MarkZDrums.com. MarkZDrums.com. Mm-hmm. Your drum learning needs. Nice. That's right. Invest in your future greatness. That's right. So, One stick at a time. You know, before the pandemic, and I'll talk about just the last two years, but before that, I had kind of made the transition into a more creative life when I left the phone company after 18 years and began to teach drums and put myself more into my music. And when that happened, 
um, I had been aware of this part of myself that was kind of just like looking for attention, the creative part of myself, the part of myself that was a writer and a, and a musician and who wanted to start doing voice acting and who wanted to teach. And so when I had that opportunity leaving my <clears throat> construction job after 18 years, um, I really decided, well, this is the direction I'm going to go in. I'm going to go into a creative direction. And, um, you know, I've been doing pretty good with it for the last couple of years. And then COVID hit, everything stopped, my lessons stopped, you know, voice work stopped, like everything ground to a halt. And um, yeah, it was really about trying to figure out how the hell I was going to make a living and how the hell I was going to get through that time um, when there weren't lessons being taught, when people weren't leaving their homes or whatever it was. Um, you know, but luckily I had some savings and I was able to um, kind of get through it. And it was a rough time for me personally uh, for a lot of different reasons. I went through a lot of shit, but I found myself coming out of the other side a lot stronger and a lot more focused with what I want to do. And um, I feel like I'm getting to the point now where I'm being more productive in those areas of my life that, that I want to work on, the, the voiceover stuff, the drumming stuff, the, the teaching stuff, and now working on my acting, which is hopefully going to translate into better voice work for me. So like I was telling one of my fellow actors today backstage, I said, this is it. You know, I've chosen this direction in my life, and I'm not going back to a nine-to-five job. I'm not going back to a corporation. Uh, Screw corporations, man. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, you know, make or break for me. And that's what I've decided. It's not like, you know, I don't have a choice, but this is what I've decided to do. So, you know, in, in this part of my life, I'll say post-COVID, we're not out of it yet, but we're in a much better place today. Yeah, I found myself much better able to focus on those areas in my life that I really want to pay attention to. And that's the creative part. And that's the part that's fun. Listen, it's still work. It's still a grind. I still got to pay my bills. I got to pay my rent. I got to figure rent. out. Yeah. Gotta, rent's too damn high. I got to figure out how to do that shit, doing what I love to do, you know. But at the same time, I still make money uh, on the side doing other stuff that is not any of these uh, creative endeavors that I have. Mm -hmm. But it's just a way to put money in my pocket. But that's all it is. That's, that's your that's expectation you of it. It's not your career. It's right. just something for now to make money so I can pay the bills. And if you adopt that philosophy to it, you won't be disappointed because you're going after something that fulfills you in a different way. So that's a good thing, in my opinion. I, I don't think well, that you should be tied down to a career in something that makes you miserable and stifles anything that you do creatively, you know? Well, I look at it this way. If I have to go out and, and, and work my job to make money to pay my bills, it allows me to podcast with you guys. Mm -hmm. It allows me to teach. It allows me to do voice work. It allows me to write. It allows me to do the things that I really love to do. Um, so I just have to find a balance, and, I, and I'm getting really good in that area, mm -hmm. finding a balance between the things that I really want to do and the things that I need to do to pay mm -hmm. my bills, you know? Yeah. It's kind of inspiring for the people who are listening to this when they're thinking, well, geez, I hate what I do, and I'm X amount of years old. I'm not happy. I want to do something that fulfills me, something that makes me feel good about being alive. And maybe this might push you to that point where you make that decision for yourself. And that's the, the whole point of this, where we have a better positive outlook on things. We believe in the power of self-motivation and believing in yourself. And I tell the kids all the time, don't worry about the world believing in you. You have to believe in you first. 
That's right. Because that's where it all comes from. And it's not being cocky. It's just being confident and just being willing to take a chance on something you've never done and not be afraid. And it's okay if you fail, you know? Part of the beauty of it is if you fail, you learn from it and you do it again, but you know how to do it better. Like, look at Ben. Look at me. I am. <laughs> how has Speaking the last of which, two ben, years changed I was trying to you, trans- Ben? Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to tell more boring stories that go nowhere. That's that's one of the things we're going to change about the podcast. We're all going to have equal time. Go yeah, ahead, you know. Yeah, okay. All right. What's no question? one cares. What's no one cares. No one cares. Hey, wait. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, you know, we, we all come down on Ben really hard because... Well, I'm an ass. No, no, Ben, we've been friends for forever. Except for that time you stole the wheels off my cars when we were young. He's got to get over that shit. No shit, because Steve doesn't go over well. I don't want the hate to come out, because that's Dude, you, another podcast. Oh, the podcast that I forgot to record that went three hours long and was full of Ben's self-realization and deep, deep disgust and hatred towards moi. It was, it was beautiful. Great, it was cathartic. It was one of those, like, I oh, my God, again, I should charge him $200 an hour to listen to a rant I love when Hawk looked like there were some things he didn't even know about. He's like, really? Yeah. Shit. And then he Ben's started a, instigating. But then, exactly. So Ben's like this dark oh, side over. of yeah. Ben. Deep hatred for Dan. Why do you hate Dan so much? And he went on and on. And I thought oh. it was going to be like two lines. No. It was like it's an hour hours. and 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark said, like and then what? And then what did he do to you, Ben? Why is he such a dick to you, Ben? Why do you hate him so much? Oh, yeah, I could see that. And yes. Ben finally had something interesting to say. But you'll never hear it because I didn't <laughs> record it. Oops. Sorry. But I'd love to get that back, Ben. It's the first time. And I, I'm not critiquing you, but I'm just stating fact. You are not a very deep person when we talk to you about <laughs> anything. No. <laughs> No, but then you fucking opened up like, holy Christ, at Oprah after school special. And Ben started to stand up for himself. He yes. started to feel himself. He started to say, yeah, I, I, I really ben. do hate Dan. And yes. I'm going to tell him about it. And yes. You remember I've that time? Had it, and I'm not taking any more. <laughs> and he threw his TV out his window. Okay. Network. Yes. yes. Anyway, uh, so, so Ben, besides hating me, what can you add? What have you learned about yourself or... How have you coped with this? Because you have kids and one that's in school through all this. Right. So that became a little difficult because I started becoming the at-home teacher ah, so while still working full-time mm-hmm. and doing all this stuff. One of the things, and like you said, I'm not really deep. I don't talk much about deep shit or anything like that. I know. You I should, go though. Life is, I enjoy almost everything I do, so I don't go into deep shit or anything like that. But... One thing I did learn from this, you, and I didn't, never told any of you guys any of this, was I came out of this with fear. Of? Fear of when my job said, you're going to be working from home, uh-huh. and we're going to be re- reducing pay. Yikes. <laughs> All right. I'm done. Why, why do I even bother? Dude, I didn't I, disrespect you as fucking you know, potato you're, man. You're, 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 I, I, 
I'm stuttering. Dude, you dude, said he's like fucking telekinetic or whatever. Telekinetic? <laughs> That's when two telephone cones speak to each You're other. Telekinetic. So I can press the button. He's like, yeah, I'm going to press the button. You're like, press the button. No, dude, no, no. Why are you taking okay, it out okay. on me? He's the guy who stabbed Because I fucking hate you. Oh, okay. Thanks. All right, go on. Dan, I don't want to curse. Dan said like telephone cones. That's what Ben said. You said telecones. 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 So, <laughs> are you guys going to listen? Yes, I, I was I'm completely listening. listening, but Mark had to stab you in the back, huh? What you get that a more was a very appropriate sound effect for so what Ben's Ben learned job telling was him he's that going to take a pay, pay cut, cut, cut pay, cut, cut pay. pay. <laughs> And I realized I'm not gonna be able to pay my mortgage. And I was like, holy crap. And from there, you know, I, I don't get much in child support. So I actually had to message the ex and say, I I've taken a huge pay cut, maybe thirty, forty thousand dollars. Damn. So a week. I'm not gonna <laughs> a week. <laughs> I'm not gonna make and my mortgage and everything else. And I'm going to have to actually take some of that money that is for my daughter because I was taking all the money for child support, mm. which, like I said, isn't much, and it's going straight to a college fund. Oh, I thought it was for I was dance like, class. That's, no, that's for my dance. Oh, okay. So that's got to stop. I reduced the entire pay to just 50 bucks, and I said, I got to keep some of this money so I could put food on the table and everything. Mm -hmm. And thank heaven, you know, Vicky was there too because she was able to support, you know, mm -hmm. her job uh, as a ER nurse. She wasn't, they weren't reducing pay or anything for that. So the fear hit me with like this reality check that, you know, at any given point, that's it. You could be out on the street because the company could just let you go or do whatever. So my focus from that or my change in my thinking about what I'm going to do is I started focusing more on the future, how I'm, I'm going to get through this. <clears throat> I know I will. Mm -hmm. And when the time comes, I want to get to the point where I no longer have to rely on a company or anybody to give me stuff. I'm going to have my retirement. I'm going to do all that stuff. I'm going to refocus how I want to allocate my funds and I want to enjoy the rest of my life with my wife because I really enjoy being with her. And I realized that, that I got very lucky that during this time I found someone and I married someone who's incredibly special. You know, um, my daughter got COVID somehow. I think it was one of her friends got it and all yeah. of a sudden everybody got sick one day. So <clears throat> I went to one of those local places to get my test to see if like I was Like one of those walk-in medical Yeah, walk-in medical place. Yeah. And it was supposed to open up at nine, uh, at 8, but they said, you get there, and the sign says, we're not going to open until 10 o'clock. We're updating our software. So I was out there since 5 o'clock, and my wife comes and brings me a coat, coffee. I said, oh, she's going to have to do that. She's got to go to work. She came... Thank you, Mark. No, thank you, thank you, Vicky. Wait, one quick aside. You have been so happy since you met her. 
what a change in you. Holy Christ. Before you would, some guy in Nebraska calls, you know, Ben, I have a computer issue. Boom, I'm there. Yeah, I'm Dude, on the next flight. you were not <clears throat> around because of the situation. Now, it's such a big change to see you happy. It makes us happy because we see you're enjoying your life. And that's due to and her. That's, that's one of the right. big it's, things. It's a shame that she's so miserable now. But, oh. yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> Ouch. And that's what I focused on. I said, instead of dealing with everything that's here, I started just looking to the future. And I was like, I'm so, you know, we talk so much about it. We're so looking forward to when we don't have, you know, we love our kids, but. Wait, 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 wait. Now you're being Nostradamus? You're looking to the future. (laughs) 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 I look into my beard. It's cloudy. I can see the world train I my nose and I can see things. I sneeze into a Kleenex and I read the snots. (laughs) So forward to the time where it's our house. It's not my Mm -hmm. house that she's living in, you know. We want to get our own house and we've been talking about this and that's helped us get through a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And it's given us a, a, a new focus and we're getting our stuff together, if you will. So your focus is on building a life together going forward. Yeah. So it's really, really nice. And we know. And looking I still forward have a, to the empty nest eventually. Mm-hmm. Right, but I, I think uh, James will probably still be with us. For some reason, we have that uh, feeling he's just going to chill with us. I don't mind. It's nice. But, you know, we all we do. But where's Mark going to go? We already had this plan that we're going to have like a U-shaped house. Mm-hmm. We only want one story because we're going to figure we're going to get old. We're not going to want to go upstairs. Oh, you're going to get old? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had this U-shaped house uh-huh. where in the center is going to be where the kitchen is, the living room. Where the main hang living out areas. Okay. And then one wing is going to be Mark's wing. <laughs> and the other <laughs> wing is going to be Vicky and R's wing. So how's Vicky going to get to Mark's wing? Well, if she there's can't. opening... Doors, and then the pool is going to be in the middle so they could go through. And and knowing Vicky, she's going to change to her bathing suit Mm -hmm. right there where the sliding doors are, where a little glass. So, Ben, so that sounds like you are looking forward to the future, enjoying now. But are you enjoying now versus just waiting for the future to enjoy yourself? If you follow him on social media, if you look at his Instagram, if you look at his Facebook, you see the man enjoys his life. He goes out, he does shit. He's always mm-hmm. doing stuff with his kids, with his wife, to with his, his kids' friends, with his wife's kids. That's why he's got so many orders of protection against him. He's always <laughs> out there. They're going here. They're going there. It's really, really cool and fun to see. Um, I'm not as active as, as he is by any means, mm-hmm. but it's really cool to see the guy who is, you know, putting food on the table. He's working his ass off, but he's also enjoying his life. And yeah taking his family out and, you know, even just when he used to take Devin to concerts all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, they would well, travel Mark, all the time. You and I do amazing. stuff, yeah. but we don't live, we're not social media whores. No. I hit my microphone. Uh, we heard. Okay. Is your nose all right? So, <laughs> damn you. Ow. So, Right after the company, uh, you know, started uh, reduced pay, uh, a whole bunch of things, things just started changing. And one of the things was I got a call from Mike, Mike F., a friend of ours from high school, and he asked me to join his band. Mm -hmm. And during the COVID time, I started playing again. Then out of nowhere, I had retired from teaching, and online courses were just blowing up, and they called me. 
pulled me back in. I'm a continuing education faculty member, adjunct of the Funkin' Wagnalls of Suffolk County Community College. Very good. And I was teaching online courses. Some of the, uh, I'm actually teaching now, mm -hmm. um, is for nurses. I, I teach a nursing program and I teach them Excel because a lot of times they'll get uh, information in what we call a comma separated file, which is opened up very nicely in Excel and puts them all in the row. Nerd alert! <laughs> Nerd alert! <laughs> we need that. I can see myself, yeah, I can see my face smashing into my keyboard as I'm trying to edit this fucking podcast later. So then why you ask me? As I lose so. consciousness trying to edit this and my face smashes into the keyboard. As Mark so. looks at the razor blade and his wrist. <laughs> when... The divorce happened. I wow, actually called the, the school and I said, you know, I'm done. I'm done teaching. I had to really focus on the kids. I wasn't looking for anything else. I'm just focusing on the kids. I got to do all this stuff. So I stopped teaching. Mm -hmm. And then they. And then people were grateful. And then, <laughs> I was actually really. <laughs> and miraculously, the scores went up. Yes. <laughs> people started learning. People graduated. <laughs> <clears throat> so then it got crazy busy. And then they asked me to come back, so I started teaching again. And that was very nice. Uh, one class was actually on an Air Force base out here in... Um, Gabreski? Yeah. Yeah. That Whatever. I forget. Gabreski Airport, yeah. And that oh, was wait, nice. Oh, wait, you guys, the no, Force. it's uh, Edwards Air Force Base. That's it, because we can't divulge right, our secret location. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in Maryland. In Maryland. Yeah. And um, that was nice, being in front of a classroom. You know, in, in front of actually live people and, and mm. talking, and my jokes go over much better. Yeah, because they're kids. And all that stuff. And it was and really, really cool. And you're watching cartoons so on the computer. One of the most difficult things uh, teaching online is that everybody has different versions of the software where mm -hmm. it's in the classroom, we all have the, the same. same version. I've helped so, you set up classrooms, yes. and everything is exactly the same. Every computer, same software. So you, even if you wanted to, you mm -hmm. couldn't screw up. That was really That's great it. because we would. Oh, is the statue limitations over if I start talking? Yeah, it should be. The statue or statue? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I would make 12 <laughs> copies of the software. And wait, wait. If we're going into another part of the story. That's the so, passage of time. Go ahead, man. <laughs> so Dan was helping me with... Uh, Installing software for all the college uh, computers for continuing education. Didn't you teach a class that I was in? Yeah, I taught your Verizon class. Uh, it was uh, networking. Networking, right. How to meet people and make friends. And the computer repair. We, we ripped apart a computer and computer stuff repair, like that. Yes, and all yes. that. Yeah, yeah. That was Yeah, Ben cool. was a very good teacher. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark's looking up YouTube self-education. So let's go back. Uh, I so, always jump off right. tangents yeah, and I go I always. So... It was fear. Well, being, and you said you, learned, you learned about your own fear, about mm -hmm. the financial, um, your financial situation, your security, your family security, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Okay, good. Anyway, <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Poor Ben. I think we got the gist of that. Um, was there so, no, else besides add, financially, what other things in your life did you reexamine your role as a father versus your role well, as a I new always husband? Do that. It had nothing stuff? to do with with COVID or being mm -hmm. in, I actually really enjoy more working from home. Mm -hmm. You know, I do miss some of the guys, you know, going into the office cause it's always fun. And we, um, they made fun once a week we would, uh, 
do lunch together and uh-huh. play a, a board game. It was really cool, mm-hmm. you know, a way to let off, uh, you know, get off some of the stress out and mm-hmm. let off steam, and we had yeah. a lot of fun. Naked but twister with the guy. We still have, you know, we chat every single day. We have a meeting, and it's mm-hmm. really cool talking with them. But I'm hoping that I don't have to go back in. I'm hoping to, you know, uh, work close remotely? my career with this company uh-huh. by working from home. Now, that brings up a good topic about things that have changed over the last two years, how people are working from home, not going into the office. Mm-hmm. There are industries, there are jobs, you have to be there, and that's fine. You know, you can't change it. Manufacturing, you have to be in the factory to produce the product. Nuclear right? power plant. That one, too. We're anyway, just saying random shit. No, no. It's, we're well, that's just another industry examples. that you would need to be there in person. You can't just work from home and have the reactor overheat bad. Yes, you can. You can remote into. Yeah. What if the pipe broke? Then what? When you send a send Javier Mario Mario from Mario Brothers mm-hmm. over Javier. to fix it because he's a plumber. <laughs> you send Manolo. Anyway, so <laughs> getting back to that part, I had mm-hmm. a heated discussion with my brother George, the freaking control board operator. I wish my brother George, George was here. Well, yes. Anyway, so he's saying, oh, that's stupid people working from home. They don't do shit when they're home. And I go, George, a lot of people slack off in the office. Yeah. And you know what? If I owned a business and I had the option of saving overhead by getting rid of my office, no more utilities, no more rent, Mm -hmm. no more snow shoveling guy, no more landscaping guy. There's so much money that goes into keeping the Window cleaning guy. Right, Mm -hmm. Yeah. The cleaning people that clean your office, it has to be clean. And now with COVID, it has to be sanitized and all this. That's a lot of money going out the window for just being there. You haven't done anything yet. So now you don't have that expense. So you keep more of your profit. You could invest it in better computer systems, better whatever, improving the company in a different way other than just the building itself. So I'm having that conversation with him. And he goes, yeah, but people, they don't do shit when they're at home. Well, you could tell somebody's working or not working. By yeah, the, you definitely can. By the output. Mm-hmm. If you have deadlines to meet and the person doesn't meet it, well, F you, you're gone. I'll get somebody else. And that's how it is. So, I know somebody who works three full-time jobs from home. Okay. He actually just went down to two because three was a little too much. Mm-hmm. But as long as his production is there yeah. and he's doing his job and his bosses are happy. Who cares? Why not? Who cares? And if then, you can do it. You can do it. That changes your whole way of living because now you're not going to the gas station every week because mm-hmm. you're not going into work. Your car lasts longer. It's not getting the wear and tear. The environment's getting better because there's no pollution, nor not as bad. Mm-hmm. But these are the byproducts of this that have changed our way of doing things. And right. I think that it's kind of like a, a strange kind of... Um, meeting of the stars or whatever, everything aligned, COVID, technology. But then you see how archaic our society is. We haven't caught up to the technology. Yeah, you, you, In you some bring areas, up a great yeah. point because my company, believe it or not, mm-hmm. was really prepared for all this. We had a system already all set up, everything, because on rare occasions we would work from home. Mm-hmm. And being able to tunnel in and do what we got to do, that was that infrastructure was... Pretty pretty solid. Yeah. The only thing that happened was we had to upgrade because now everybody was working from home, so they had to just mm-hmm. you know ramp up a little bit of the of the hardware to support everybody. And we had a meeting 
with the company, I think like after the first month of everybody working from home. And the main the CEO was just sitting there talking, and he was just like, I was shocked by how many other company people that I spoke to were like, we didn't know how to set things up. We didn't have it all in play. And it was nothing for us. We, they just flipped a switch, and we were, we were gone. We just got an email on Friday that says, from here on in, do not come into the office. Mm-hmm. You will be working from home. That's awesome. And yeah. So <clears throat> some people still go into the office, mm-hmm. and every now and then, you know, a, a weird thing happens with a with one of our uh, pieces of equipment. Thankfully, someone's there. They could flip the switch off and turn it back on. That's but, Paul's job. The red button means did you, press. Did you kill me? Something happened to the yeah. board, Dan. We're oh having my God. technical difficulties. Oh. Woo! 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 What the hell? Oh, I'm back. Okay. Yeah. So, Thank you, Mark. But Ben, you know, you I found the problem and I fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go on YouTube? <laughs> Mike Zaloga, our good buddy, he worked for the ergonomic group. And mm-hmm. after 9-11, the big chunk of what they did was setting up remote um offices for a lot of the financial institutions that were downtown because the operation couldn't shut down if there was another terrorist mm-hmm. attack. So a lot of the financial institutions were ready to go because they had this backup yeah. system in place. And he was explaining it to me how it was an off-site location where they can do the same job. Now, if you apply the same principle, you have to be able to go with whatever problems happen. In other words, your company was ready because they had the foresight. Mm. If we can... It was almost like it was just <clears throat> business as usual for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just that... More people were using this, the the system remotely, mm-hmm. so they beefed that up. And um, on, it was like a rare occasion. It was like one day the whole system was down. Something went really bad, and they figured out it was uh, a piece of hardware that broke. Did they go on YouTube? Everything uh, to get the answer. No, I did. Oh, and I no, you sent saved the message. The day. I saved the day again. And um, like Mighty Mouse, <laughs> and getting hardware and new. Laptops for everybody, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's ridiculous. They just can't get it now. So they were very fortunate <laughs> that they... I'm looking, I'm sorry, I'm looking at him. I, I, he's I'm playing not. with buttons on the on the control yeah, panel. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's... muting you? Muting me. <laughs> no, I'm muting myself because I'm snacking over here. Oh, this uh, oh sure he is. Right. So, uh, ben, and you know what that was? All right, that's enough. All we hear is three minutes of him chewing. Mm-hmm. You and I are... Off the podcast. You hear cruncher, 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 cruncher. I didn't want everybody at home to hear my head smashing against the microphone <laughs> when I pass the fuck out from boredom. So I figured I would just mute my mic. But you're a mutant. Not only are companies pivoting, right, and finding out that, hey, we're saving a lot of money by keeping everybody at home, we're getting the same amount of work done. And, you know, these procedures might even work better for what we're doing. Mm -hmm. But people, like you were saying before, Dan, people that are currently um, working from home are starting to realize that it's better for them with their children, with their schedules, Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Or maybe some people lost their jobs, had to figure out a way to pivot and make money somehow. And I bet you a lot of people started their own businesses. Yep. A lot of people, you know, kind of branched out on their own. And maybe left the companies that they were at because 
they found something better to do mm -hmm. or they did something they've always wanted to do and now was their opportunity yes. because either their company let them go or they were working from home and they had to go back in the office but that, that no longer worked point. anymore you know so a, a lot, lot of people, people are laid off and companies mm -hmm. are pivoting because they have mm -hmm. to and it's 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 popping up this whole new economy you know mm -hmm. people are making money in all different ways now because they had to become creative when they lost their jobs when covid hit when they had to lock down you got creative. You started to do different things. Now, all of a sudden, people are like, wow, I wish I would but have done this years ago. You know what bothers me, though? You brought up, oh, there's opportunity. There is. There was. There was a potential of people investing in making masks, making all kinds of, uh, what, um, protective gear. PPEs. Yeah. Right. Or PPs. 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 But where's that industry? It's not here. What right. happened? Mm -hmm. That's a big problem because didn't we learn anything? And that's another part of this whole discussion. What did we learn from all this besides reexamining ourselves and our lives and all that stuff? But as a society, what did we learn? Well, one thing is our systems are very archaic. All the people who applied for unemployment benefits because the system hadn't been upgraded in years. Yeah. It, was, it was just left the way it was. It couldn't handle the amount mm -hmm. of people that were trying to get into it. We, the, the state wasn't prepared. So it's kind of an eye-opening thing. You have to re-examine, you know, maybe DMV could be more automated. Maybe we don't need to go there in person. Maybe that's all bullshit. And you save money because now you don't have to pay these people to be here. Or you could cut the staff. It could be run more efficiently online. A lot of it's paper transactions. So why not have the forms, and they are printable, or you mm -hmm. can just do it online, fill it out, and send it scan a copy of whatever documentation they need, and there you go. You don't have to go there, you know? And that's that's what I was saying. Our, we haven't caught up to the technology that's available to us. And as a result, after COVID, well, from what we've gone through, you can't go to these offices because they're, clo they're closed. Mm -hmm. So you have to keep going. Things have to be inspected. Buildings have to be built because, you know, people have... You know, the family grows, not 20 people in the house anymore. Somebody has to move out. You know, you need to get these people homes. You need somebody to build them. You need somebody to uh, get the raw materials in order to build the home, transport them. So it can't stop. But you can automate it. You can use technology to make it more efficient. I'm not saying to replace everyone, but living through what we did, it would help. It would have been more helpful had they had the foresight to see this can't go on the way it is. And really, it's because they don't want to put the money into it. But they'll put money into stupid shit, but not the things that are really important. What's more important? People's health, people's, I guess, uh, financial stability, right? These are the important things. You don't want to lose your house. You don't want to get sick and not be able to mm -hmm. go. Now you can, you know, video conference your doctor. There's no two-and-a-half-hour wait to get into the office. You have a time, boom, you're on there. You're not getting them sick. Right. We should learn these lessons going forward. I mean, you can buy a car online now without even going to the dealership, and it'll deliver it to your house. That's great. Mm. All these things that we used to do by going to the store, malls, for example, nobody's really going back to the mall. But you also have to see how that affects the retail stores, the brick-and-mortar mm -hmm. stores. Yeah. yeah. Car salesmen, car dealerships, shit like that. Yeah, but dude, don't you hate going to a car dealer? I'm slurring. 
it sounds like, oh, shit, you know, I've heard this one before a million times. Yeah, but it's true. The way it's set up sucks. Yeah. Well, let me go see my manager. Fuck you. Just give me is, the bottom line. But it is an industry where people make, make a living. Money. Yeah. But if you're Tesla, my son bought a Tesla. His experience was, I'm going online. I'm setting up an appointment to take a test drive. Person at the dealership goes, all right, here you go. That car, drive it. He drove it, fell in love with it. He figured out the finances and all that on his own. No interaction with the salesperson. The salesperson was there to facilitate the test drive. Pretty much that's it. You order it online with all the things you want in it. And then you make your order, pay your money, and it gets delivered to you at the dealership. You pick it up, and that's it. Well, it could be that's their model. Yeah, but you know what? I'm just saying that it's very efficient because you don't have that back and forth with a salesperson where you're trying to haggle. It's Come on, dude. I'm done with that shit. Saturn used to do that. This is our price. And that's it. That's right. it. There you go. That's the way it should be. Yeah, I, exactly. Why, why should that industry be different than anybody else? You know? Or becoming a do-it-yourself society. Mm. You know? Anything that we can do ourselves... We're going to do, but then we also have companies that are putting shit on us to do. You know, like, well, let's I go back understand. to the car dealership. All right. You know, it's one of those that goes like, like buying a car online. Both ways. Um, <laughs> you know, know what I'm saying? Now you have to do the research. You yeah. have to look it up. You have to figure out all these things. And some people truly enjoy that because they get the satisfaction that, you know, my car payment was going to be 550 and I got them down to four ninety nine. Well, you know what? It really should be only three ninety nine. That guy who made the sale is making hundred dollars every month from you. Let's just say, for argument's sake, for that. So some people enjoy that satisfaction. I know many people who uh, enjoy going to buy a car and haggling. They really enjoy that. I, I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. I go in there with a figure that says, okay, as long as it's under, let's say, three fifty a month, I'm happy. I don't care what the interest rate is. I don't care any of that crap. Mm. To me, it's the bottom line. How much am I going to pay? That's yeah, what I can now, afford. Now you go on an app, and the app aggregates all the information of all the local car dealerships, gives you a list of what the lowest prices is for the same amount of uh, accessories that you want or options that you want, and then you can go to the, to the dealer that you choose and say, this is the lowest price I got. Beat it. Yeah. You know, so you can do it that way. You know, there's so always ways. So it's a tool ways. to negotiate, that's all. There's all these yeah, ways for us to do it, it ourselves these days. Yeah, but also there are limits, too, you know. <clears throat> if you're on the app, then why do you need to go to the store? But that's it. A lot of dealerships will do it online, and you don't have to go there. Yeah. But I'm the type of person, I want to test drive it before I buy it. You know, oh, it sounds good on paper, but, you know, it's a car. You're going to be driving it. You have to be comfortable. That's, you know, maybe that's not the best example, but it, it's just showing how things are changing. The way we do things is changing, how we rely more on technology and information that's available to us to make a better decision. That's what it's all about. It's all about doing the homework, doing what you're comfortable doing to get the information that you need. And then you make yeah, a good decision based really, on that. Really, where is all the value? The value is in that information. Mm -hmm. Whether it's your personal information so that I can sell shit to you or your personal information so that I can rob your bank account. <laughs> Whatever it is, <laughs> it's, it's data, it's information. That's really the currency today. Mm -hmm. And that's what everybody's trying to get, as much data on as many people as they can 
so that they can, like I said, target them or sell to them or know what they're looking for, know what they want to buy, you know, and, and, and advertise directly. project a trend. They could see where certain products are failing or doing very well so they can allocate more resources to making that specific one. Instead of wasting money with a dog product, they can get something that's selling and they see the numbers going up. I mean, you see that in sales, but a lot of times you see people searching in their search history, what websites are big, who sucks, and then people modify their websites because, oh, I'm not getting any traffic. What the hell's going on? Or the people coming there aren't staying as long as I'd yeah. like. Yeah, so you have to address that. And that's another thing because people who didn't embrace having a good website, they're going to fail. Mm -hmm. They're going to fail. If you have a hard-to-use website where you have to go through hoops just to get shit to look at, the pro you, you have to go through a myriad of things just to get to the product that you're looking for and to check out. Oh, we need this. Oh, Jesus, stop. You don't go back. One of the things that I hate the most is sometimes, you know, let's say for argument's sake, we like tonight we went to go see uh, Mark at, at the Belmore Theater. In the Thank you, Frau Thank you. Some of these websites don't even put their address on there. Their like, physical the address? Their physical address. Yeah. Like, how the hell it's do a I business, dude. Yeah, you on a have business on card, you have your company page, name, boom, address. Right, everything. Yeah. I think it happened after, or maybe like in the 90s, when I was at CW Post. I went for uh, to get my master's. <laughs> now you know it's like when people plug and do shameless shit. Shameless shit. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> What's my address? Invest in your future. Seven greatness. Maple <laughs> Avenue. You were just talking about a website and you got to have a good website or whatever. Now you build your own websites. Mm -hmm. They're free. You put them up, right? You have these graphic um, websites that you go to that you can make great graphic stuff. So why are we making simple. our own website? It's all do-it-yourself. It's all easy. It's all there for you to do. Okay. And you have these kids. Like, we, we've talked this, about this before, mm -hmm. where you have these kids that are getting famous on YouTube, on Instagram, on, on social media, and they're learning how to make videos. They're learning how to build websites. They're learning how to do marketing. Dude, they're learning how to make NFTs and selling them. Michael Here. does that. Holy Christ. What is, what is NFTs. What the hell is that? They're little images that you sell. It's like Non-fungible tokens. Yes. So basically, you will create this image, mm -hmm. and you can sell it. Right. And <laughs> wow, he he's That's designing an oversimplification. Yes, thank you, Dan. It is, mm -hmm. but I don't want to get into a two and a half hour conversation. Nerd alert! Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so there's so much opportunity because kids are controlling that, and they're taking advantage of the technology to make a lot of money. Okay, you're not going to like this, but I'm going to talk anyways. Oh, no. Can I have another beer to drown myself in? Why should this John, be different? John yeah. L., you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. His younger brother, Steve on. L., mm -hmm. was uh, going to retire from the police department. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. After 20 years, he was retired, and we were talking one day. This is in the mid-90s. You were talking. 1990s. So Boris, 1905-ish. No, no, I'm sorry. It had to be a little bit later. Uh, Who cares? Okay. Get to the point. The point was, I said, you know, we should go into a business yes. of making websites. Yes. And I came up with this idea. I said, you know what we're going to do? Call it Go Benji. We're not going to design crap. Mm -hmm. We're going to give the people templates. What type of 
thing do you want to do? You want this? Boom, click on this. How many pages do you want? Five pages, boom, and we just design it just like that. So we build it on the what fly. What happened? I don't know what happened. We we talked about it. We never did it, and now that's all you see. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we talked I could about. Could be filthy rich right now. <laughs> you or you but could I'm just filthy be filthy rich in love. Yeah, I'm calling just bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on this story. Okay, I'm gonna, Mark, we, he has to be a guest. Bullshit. He has to be bullshit. a guest. Or we bullshit. need a bullshit button. Bullshit. 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 Come on. I had the yeah. other idea. The other idea. When we were growing up, when remember we were, we, we, up. we were playing uh, <clears throat> CDs in the car? Yeah. And they would skip and stuff. And I said, it's going to come to the point where we're going to put music on a microchip because it's not going to skip and it'll just play. I had the iPod way before everybody else. <laughs> ben, you don't remember that conversation. In fifth grade, I decided oh. that a great invention... Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't remember that conversation. <laughs> in fifth grade, I decided a great invention would be radar emitting from your car. <laughs> so then that way, it would detect objects close to it. So I invented the safety that you enjoy today. Exactly. Sound. Danger. Warning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a genius. And look at this. We're enjoying technology. Look at this podcast. Before we were rubbing two sticks together. Now we're rubbing two rocks. We're getting there. <laughs> right. When you used to need a radio station and a yeah. fucking tower mm -hmm. and, and all this FCC equipment. And the everything, you know. We're and again, do-it-yourself society. Yep. Now we can make our own entertainment. Yes. And entertain anybody that wants to listen. Or it doesn't. We can force mm -hmm. them at gunpoint. Or it doesn't. But anyway, that's in that, the case that, with this web uh, <laughs> <laughs> podcast. This web pod doodly. So, Ben, did you like the show? Yes, I did. Okay. I actually Thank really you. enjoyed it. Thank you. The show, the show in general <laughs> or, or my part in it? <laughs> Mark no, needed me. I don't think Dick. You come off stage and then your fellow uh, actors are like, oh, you did a great job, but it's hard to... Really believe, believe that, mm -hmm. you know, because everybody's being supportive and that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking for, you know, real critique. Yeah, like was it? I like, like believable? the first one. Very believable. You were funny because okay. his character was complete but, opposite. I yeah. didn't care for the first one. As you didn't care for. The first I like the second one because the second one I thought was more you. You were really in the character there. I just didn't the like the one, way it was written. I didn't like the way it was written. Either. The second one. I mean. I understand you what you're saying, Ben. We're, I not, understand. we're not talking about, we're not critiquing. But then the, Mark is a very miserable son of a bitch anyway, so yeah. it's very natural so for him. So it's natural. Yeah. Just when the he's flow, drunk all the time his, and his walks around the world. everything was very comfortable. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you felt that. And it was just as if the other were actor, really having that conversation. The other actor didn't seem to be at ease in the scene like Mark was. Mm. He was more uh, just reading the lines kind of thing where he was confused in his character. He didn't know how to play it, you know, but he was good because he just laid back and he was laid back as the character should have been. And in the first scene, I thought a lot of the lines for the use of the, uh, the TV, TV shows? shows were forced. Mm. So, so in some the first... of them just seemed, some of them were perfect. Mm -hmm. Some of them were off. Some of them were just yeah. Some you know, were dated they were like, references. They were just you know? writing to definitely yeah. writing around those shows. Yeah. So you figure Which the I person guess. who wrote it had a list of game mm -hmm. shows. So the scenario is this: this couple goes into a furniture store and they're gonna buy a couch slash sofa. 
So Mark's character is saying, He's couch. a couch potato. Yeah, and her character, his wife, is saying sofa. So she's getting hung up on the semantics of sofa, love seat. Mark's like couch. I love the sofa. Couch. You know what a love seat is. Yeah. That was great. So a lot of the lines, because she sets it up in saying that he sits on the couch, he's a couch potato, and watches TV and game shows all day. So a lot of the lines were written to incorporate the character's constant watching of game shows. So he'll blurt out lines like, let's make a deal, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, either the catchphrase of the show or the title of the show. The family show. will be over. Family feud. family feud. Yeah. So, all right, it's forced. But that being said, it's supposed to be comedic and, mm-hmm. and has satire in it. Because they're conflicted, yet they want the same thing, but they're still conflicted. So both characters are kind of like wanting to do the same thing together, but have different ways of approaching it. Couch versus sofa. having And it's around the holidays, Thanksgiving, so Mark's character wants to have the whole family over mm-hmm. and everybody over the house because that's tradition. His character, he's a widower who just got married to this other person who went through a divorce. So in the space of a year, they both you know, separated or were widowed so they marry so it's a transition thing so you got a lot of stuff going on somebody was paying attention mm-hmm. somebody's smart so ben thanks for the notes <laughs> ben was right and the, the couple of things that were me was that we had the prop of the price tag for the mm-hmm. sofa yeah and when she says well what you know how much does the sofa cost and i say come on darren carol the price is right <laughs> yeah. and i and i put the thing right in her face yeah like i asked her if i could do that uh-huh. Because I thought that would be really funny. Yeah. And then when I said, well, I never say love seat, mm-hmm. you know, like I purposely looked out at the audience, you know, like that was like, yeah, that I'm going to say this directly to the audience. And I think they picked up on it. I think yeah. they liked it. It was the little nuances that were really good, but the writing was very forced. And I could see Ben's point. I looked at it as lighthearted. It changed the mood because a lot of the other stuff before that really wasn't, you know. Right. So it was different. And then the second play you were in the one where you play the uh brother who's kind of like the hermit not even he's just reclusive doesn't want to be with his family we don't know the backstory Mm -hmm. so you assume there's some kind of conflict you know i I don't think it was strong enough the story wasn't built up right there was no dialogue explaining the conflict between the two brothers so if there had been some backstory like you were never there for your parents they did everything for you then you kind of empathize with the character who's angry at his brother mm-hmm, for not right. showing up at his father's funeral. You know, I but I've heard that story a million times before. You know? So that's why I didn't enjoy it as much as Ben did. Ben said that you were more that character, but then Ben knows you. So right. he, that's that's a bias. No, it, no, 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 no. So maybe you I didn't explain it correctly or you misinterpreted it. But it was it was more comfortable. Mm-hmm. It felt more natural seeing him because, in that role. All right, okay. Just I, granted, as fine. looking at Mark as acting, mm-hmm. there was no like I like I you were saying before there were forced lines. This there were no forced lines. This one from Mark came out very smooth, and it was just you know the interaction, the arguments, the way they were just like, oh yeah, really, dude? How about you? Yeah, and, and but the intensity his character was good. The was other good. character, the dialogue was okay. wasn't so good. I don't know. It should have been more emotional, more anger, mm. because, you know, it's his brother. He didn't show up to his father's funeral. And then he asks about his mother. But why don't you fucking call her? 
What's the matter with you? I would have been into that to that point. Right. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Oh, you sit here, you're pontificating to me about being happy. Right, Fuck but, off. you know, now you're changing the play. No, you're not. You're, you're not. just expanding the character with more emotion. That's all. But if you're not following the right dialogue... No, all right. Like, you oh, can... oh, you want to write the story? Then you write the story. I will. Story, I was going to write a story You're going to get that from the director. But then that's the thing. There were a couple of parts in, in, in that particular monologue that I didn't really feel made sense to the characters. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the, my brother comes in and he says, what the hell's wrong with you? You're supposed to be this big writer. Dad was your biggest cheerleader. Yeah. Right? And then I'm supposed to tell him after he's done with this tirade, well, I write... He just told me I'm supposed to be the mm -hmm. big time writer. So he knows that I write. Yeah. So why do I have to tell him again? Well, I I'm write. I'm a writer. And then he says, you, you do what? And I go, I write. Well, what do you write? How come nobody can hear it? How come nobody can read it? So that doesn't make sense right there. Yeah. He knows I'm a writer. So why you? Why do we have but that whole section? that's what I'm saying, yeah. You know? that, so that... I didn't love that monologue. But again, this is an acting class. These are monologues that we get off, mm -hmm. off the internet or the, the instructor gets off the internet. Yeah. And she works with us. And basically teaches us how to prepare for a performance, how to learn lines and all that stuff, how to do reads with each other. Um, and it was a really great experience. Like I said, I didn't love the way that piece was written. Um, but I did see some of myself in it because I'm a creative person. I could definitely see myself, and I, and I do often have many days where I'm home creating and I'm not out of the house. I'm not going to a job. I'm home creating. And so I can understand uh, also... What's not really talked about in the play is that um, I had a hit book. You know, I had a bestseller. And after that uh, success, I was not able to, up until that point, find it again. You know, so here I am struggling. I'm living off of my residuals from the first book, you know, and I'm trying to get that magic back, you know, and I'm struggling with that. And then the dad, my father dies and... You know, mm -hmm. my brother is like, you know, well, I, you know, I bust my ass and I raise a family out of a house. Okay. Well, that's your life. That's, that's the way you're approaching your life. Mm -hmm. I'm a different person. I'm a creative person. This is the path I've chosen for me. And those two don't always line up, you know, and we're both handling the grief of losing our father differently. You know, one of the most fun parts about this whole thing was getting together with my scene partner and talking about what the scene means, you know. Mm -hmm. What's, is that part of the class? That you that's have part to, of the class, yeah. You sit there and you go, well, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm coming to visit you because I had to deal with the loss of my father by myself. You weren't there for the family. You weren't there for us. Mm -hmm. And then I'm coming from the place where, well, I'm grieving and I have a hard time, you know, going to a funeral. So I'm kind of dealing with it on my own by myself. And we go back and forth and figure out what each of the characters are all about, what the conflict is all about. Maybe I was the favorite son and the father always supported me but didn't support him, even though he's the one that's been more successful making money, owning a house. But I was and being there for his family, yeah. So there's a lot that gets into it and, it, and it's pretty interesting. But like I said before, I'm not, I wasn't a big fan of the way that was written. Mm -hmm. All right, then again, I've successfully made the podcast about me, yes, once again. <laughs> 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 Hit it. Yeah. We wanted to uh, highlight creative people or just people who are trying to do their own mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, I love that direction. We do have so many changes going on mm -hmm. in the way our economy works, in the way people make money. And I would love to kind of explore that and talk to different people who have different ideas and are going in a different yeah. direction. Yeah. Ben, yeah. can I go? Okay. 
<laughs> Am I going or you? Yeah, Ben, go okay, ahead. Okay, ben. That was your intro music. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, that's my intro. I the, seven, the 70s porno thing? Do my, yeah, my Ben, you want to have your own background and you want to have your own <laughs> theme music. Why don't you have your own podcast? Okay? <laughs> yeah, really. Then you can have all the creative decisions. Yeah, Ben. And you yeah. better stop it before this becomes your intro music. <laughs> <laughs> and here's Benji. <laughs> <laughs> He lost his train of thought. Holy shit. Choo-choo, buckaroo. This, this is Ben's thought trying to escape. Gone. No, <laughs> Okay, so you were saying, you know, fall upon uh, hard times. Hard times. So with the church, we would go during Thanksgiving and into steal, the city and hand out from the homeless. Totes, clothing. <laughs> All right, forget it. Me, 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 oh, me, 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 man. me. Oh. Me, 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 me. All right, so you would steal coats from the homeless. What else? <laughs> You'd steal goats from I, the homeless? I, I don't even want to go. I don't want to go to school. It sucks. All right. So, you're in the city stealing You better call shit. your wife to come pick you up. <laughs> it was, you know, you see all these people in these homes, if you will, or these shelters that were, that were there. And Lean we twos? would get there and we would... <laughs> Hostels? <laughs> Let the people know that we're there. We're here. We're Ben. We ain't and you don't know nowhere. what their situation is. You don't yeah. know what's going on in their, yurts? In their lives. Yurts. Yes, they were in yurts. Good keep going, Ben. So uh, you don't know okay. what's going okay. on. In their so lives. you don't know what's going on. They come out and we're giving out socks, coats, all mm-hmm. the main thing they really want are socks. A lot of them want backpacks so they can keep their crap in one thing. Literally. So we're bringing all this stuff, handing it out. And one guy is walking through the street, and he sees his friend who's receiving some Here donations he comes from us. And he's like, "Walking down oh, the man, street, I haven't seen you in like haven't six seen months, my buddy, for over nine weeks." Hey, hey, I'm a drunkie. <laughs> That's just mean, man. You're <laughs> <laughs> gonna hate what I'm gonna say now. Okay, go on. You're gonna feel bad. I always feel bad when you talk. The poor guy has been living in the shelter for six months. His wife passed away. Oh. Got fired from his job, and he's trying. He just lost everything, mm-hmm. and he couldn't get back on his feet. Oh, Dan, that's very inappropriate. I didn't do that. Oh, Mark. <laughs> That was him him not being able to get back on his feet. (laughs) Well, he lost one of his legs, so he only had one foot. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) So So it was heartbreaking to hear that. Did he tell you directly the story? He was telling his friend, Uh, if you were paying attention. I was. And he was telling his friend that he was just walking by as we were handing out Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And I was just like, he goes, man, I'm trying. I'm trying every day. It's hard to get up, but I'm trying every day. And that made me feel great that we were doing something and helping someone mm-hmm. get back onto his feet. And it was great that my son heard it. Dana was alive at the time. <laughs> Is and she still? She was in a stroller. Uh. So she was really young. So she was just like, ah, and everybody really loved her. So they all came out and were saying hi to her. Well, the homeless people mm-hmm. touched her and she was baby Jesus. Yeah. So the homeless. Like you said, you just never know. What people are going through, and yeah. just, they just fell on a hard time that they just couldn't handle, and that mm-hmm. 
brings us back to with this COVID thing. You know, I fell on a hard time that I didn't think I could handle. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, we did handle it. Mm-hmm. Well, Ben, if you ever need help with anything, we're always yes, here for you. Oh, no, dude. Come on. Yeah. He's the least sympathetic person in this room. <laughs> she handled it. Oh, Jesus. Your wife handled <laughs> it for you. <laughs> Damn, <Mark>. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> See, now, Mark, with the, uh, yeah, she handled it. Your wife. I'm going for chips. Handled it. Here's Ben. The big chew. A few. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I think that um, a lot has changed, Change. and a lot's going to continue to change. Change. With the way we make money and the way we live our lives. Change just, your haircut. It's just, it's just the way it's going to be. This is the way it should be right now, honestly. <laughs> With just two red lights. <laughs> okay. All right. Do we have any other topics to cover? Well, we can go on all night, but we're not. We could, but we shouldn't. Yeah, we won't. So anyway, so we have a lot of big ideas for this year. Podcasts, uh, band stuff, um, music, the big driver with a lot of stuff. Yes. Do you know what I passed the other day? I was out east. What? Good friends. Mm. Oh, the infamous you Good, friends, Good show. friends. We had to play White Room twice or that something. That was a great show, man. That was. There was we a had ton of people there. Drunk people having a great time. And when we played White Room, they were like, oh, we got to play that again. And we did. <laughs> after that by, show, it's still there, man. Yeah. I think after that show, I was banned from wearing leather mm-hmm. and I was banned from dancing because I did yeah, my whole pool of dance. Kind of, oh my God. Your tribute you to MC Hammer. Bass. so mark you guys have any gigs lined up we have no gigs lined up um actually yeah one of my bands has a gig lined up in the city and we may be doing something for black history month but um the end of this month we'll have a show Hmm. and i'll i'll have details but uh it got pushed back it was supposed to be the seventh Mm-hmm. Right, so I guess it was supposed to be two nights ago, mm-hmm. um, but it got postponed because of everything going on and the city shutting down again and all that stuff. So yeah, that really sucks ass. The city shutting down. You know what I saw today, which what? I was a little shocked about—a commercial about how children five to eleven now have to provide proof of vaccination. Oh yeah, and a driver's license shit and a passport. Yeah, mm-hmm. what the fuck is that? I'm like, now we're getting a little ridiculous now. Yep. I mean, not that it wasn't ridiculous before, but at least I can understand if you want to ask for vaccination to go to shows and do things mm-hmm. in the city, okay. But now kids 5 to 11, that, that's that's pretty fun. Yeah, but then we had dinner at the diner, Ben and I, tonight, and you walk in with your mask on. Then when you sit down, you can take your mask off. Right. So COVID knows that you're utterly impregnable when you're sitting down to have a meal. But God forbid you get up. And not wearing a mask because then COVID jumps right on your ass and gets you. It's stupid. Yeah. It really Come is on. stupid. Really? You know, and, and the way it is, the new variant, the uh, Comic-Con virus. The Comic-Con. The Comic-Con, yeah. The tax nerds in particular. The Orgasmatron. The Orgasmatron Comic-Con. <laughs> the Necronomicron. <laughs> the Necronomicron. The Shaka-Con. The Wrath of Con. <laughs> It's going to keep going. It's going to mutate. Um, we went through it in our house. You know, son had it. Daughter had it. Other son had it. They're all young. They had the symptoms of a cold. As long as it mutates and gets weaker. Yeah, that's 
you know, but we ha- we can't stop. We have to keep going. But the know. crazy thing is, is that everybody on the planet's gonna fucking get Omicron. Yeah, there's just no way around it. Yep. So we just got to deal with it. I had some for breakfast this morning. Mm. My cereal. Poured some Shaka Khan. Oh, I thought that Omicron. was I thought that was Bootios. No, that's Kublikan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're really hitting the bottom now. So yeah. There was no beer review other than the uh, Christmas Ale beer ball that you will find on our website mm-hmm. or whatever social media we're on. You'll see the pictures. Yeah, specifically I liked it. made I for it. Christmas. Yeah, we pretty much it wasn't bad. Didn't polish it off, like but, beer, but this is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. it was enjoyable. Yeah, drinkable. Yeah, drinkable. That's good. Not great, but mm-hmm. drinkable. Mm-hmm. Sessionable. Yes, sessionable. Seven uh, Stay 1. tuned, folks, really? for the next. Wow, no wonder Ben's Not getting all bad. frisky. Yeah, <laughs> Ben's like, wow, I can't wait to go home so I can fall hours. asleep, and my wife can snuggle with Mark, oh, <laughs> and I can watch. Ew. Huh? Mark uh-huh. already had an audience. He does want another one. <laughs> you, you know, that? you bring up a great point because I just. When shopping. (laughs) (laughs) And that brings us to the end of the Drinking With Friends podcast. (laughs) The first one for the new year. The first one for the new year, 2022. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, oh, Google Podcasts, and more. <laughs> well, I hope so. He doesn't need to turn you on. Thank you, everybody. Wait, wait, wait. No, Be- I before we mm. let Ben have his last word. All right, go ahead. No, you're going to cut me off or do something. No, I'm not going to cut you off. Okay, so <laughs> Jesus. you bring out that point. Which one? Spending time with the kids and uh, doing all these crazy things. Yeah. This weekend, nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got to talk really loud. So, oh, okay, I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) So, you're going to pick up on the other mic. Put my mic back on. (laughs) (laughs) And we went shopping with all her girlfriends. Ooh. And we had my daughter, oh, okay, and I went, took him to the mall. We're shopping for her friend Bailey's birthday, and mm. we had a blast. And I'm always thankful. I used to do this at Devon too, to you know, thank you for letting me hang out with you and hang out with all your friends and do all these things. Can you send me a picture of Bailey? You never met her? I don't think so. Oh, she's awesome, man. I like all of uh, Dana's friends. They're all really cool. Each one is unique in there. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I also liked all of Emily's friends, but they got too old. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and You're some not of them carry the guns. Oh, we were talking God. about the King Sayeda. Oh, I had to stop preparing for it. Yours or hers? Hers. If it was his, it would be a quadruple quinceanera. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> it's 60 an hour. Yeah, I am the oldest one here. Yes, you are, Galleria. Sugar. A quintuple. A quintuple quinceanera. 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 I ate too much. I got quinceanera. That's lit. Quinceanera. King gonorrhea. That's Ben. Yeah, why does it hurt? <laughs> ben, why does it hurt when I look at Ben? <laughs> oh, my God. Eyes. I finally got the gano caucus. Ben's doing his best of Zappa. Mark's looking at his phone, and I'm just disgusted. 
Happy 22 to all of you. Yes. From Are you kidding all me? Of us. It's over to, oh my God. What? What, what, what the fuck? The football game? What's going on? All right. So the Steelers earned a spot in the playoffs by beating the Ravens today. And Indianapolis losing. Indianapolis losing. That gave them a spot in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. The only thing that could knock them out of the playoffs. Is a tie. Is a tie between the Chargers and the Raiders. And? And they're fucking currently tied going into overtime. Oh. Right? Ooh, Steeler fans. If nobody scores and time runs out in over fucking time, then these two pieces of shit teams get into the playoffs and the Steelers (laughs) are out. Oh, my God. So the winner goes in, the the loser doesn't? The winner goes in and the loser doesn't? Right. Damn. So it's like my nephew always says when we talk on Uncle Mark's football show with Justin. Dot is com. that he believes, <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it's documented, there are more overtime games this season than ever before. More close games, mm-hmm. games decided Why? by three points or less. Because the NFL wants you to tune in and watch the entire game to the end. So it's scripted? Is that what you're saying? Like pro mm, wrestling? Not necessarily scripted, but influenced by the officiating. Uh, now, how does that affect gambling? Now that gambling is legal in New York, mm-hmm. are you guys into that? Do you gamble and bet on the games? I do not. Mm-hmm. But that's a topic that we will be bringing up on the next Uncle Mark's Football Show with Justin because as of today, DraftKings is now legal in New York. Oh, yeah. Did you see how much like- they take out? Yeah, it's kind of like taking a gamble whenever you get into a, gar- a car and Ben is driving it. Right. Will I live? Will I die? 50-50 right. chance. You just better hope he doesn't sneeze Oh my God. crash oh, into a tree. Shit. Oh, so tell us about that story. What happened? Oh, Not you, Ben. You all. Mark, tell us what happened to Ben sneezing. Ben was driving in a Geo Storm, which is a glorified roller fucking skate <laughs> that he could barely fit in. I don't know why he would ever buy a car like this. Because Only that could afford. Cheap. You know what? The, the best thing about this story. Don't turn me off. Is that don't you're not me. telling it? No. <laughs> I go to lease the car. Yeah. I go to lease the car, and it's a stick shift. And as soon as the lady, I sign all the paperwork, the sales uh, lady gives me the keys. I go, oh, this is awesome. I take the keys and I throw them to Matt. And she goes, what? I said, he's got to drive home. I don't know how to drive a stick. (laughs) Waka, 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 waka. All right, all right. I thought that was funny. One of of these buttons is going to have to be programmed to a car crash so we can finish the story. When Ben sneezed and looked down and his hand was bloody from his fucking nose, and when he looked up, there was a tree in his fucking nose. No, no, it was the the signs that were telling you to turn because the road was bending. The road was bending. It's made of rubber. Look and out, it was, it's bending. It was and that it was, time of the day where the road bends as opposed know, to the other part it, of the it, day it when had it's the bends. So there were like six signs with arrows, and it was I hit every single sign. 
that car was, was a square. It turned into a rhombi. So it was like a, a rhombi. Or a Romulus? It was, it, was, it was tilted. It was a Romulan so it was a car. It turned into multiple rhombus. <laughs> it turned into, into a, a rhombi. <laughs> the glass just shattered. Shattered. The glass, <laughs> the glass was made to shatter. So car. Well, the car was so small, it's such a piece of shit that it did turn into a Roomba. He brought it back to his apartment <laughs> and made it fucking clean the floor. <laughs> now that's how you end this show. <laughs> and that's how we end it. Thanks, Ben. You're welcome. Keep us informed of your uh, driving hijinks. I'm sorry, what was that, Dan? Keep us informed of your driving hijinks. Happy well, New Year, everybody. Happy yeah, New but- Year. Thank Yay. you. Love you. Thank we look you forward to another in. year of bringing you some hopefully fun, entertaining uh, podcasts. Entertainment. Yes. And uh, we look forward to your support. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> <laughs>